The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 17, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. For now... Primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, we have treason. Oh, we also have Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment. He's here today. President of the United States sided with Russia that attacked us, attacked our elections, attacked our sovereignty, and he sided with those people over our own intelligence community. Oh, glorious day. A Russian spy was arrested by Mueller for working on the back channel between Trump and Russia via the NRA. And the Russians have the capability of targeting individual Democratic voters with propaganda or worse. So it's going to be a fun, fun, fun show today. (laughs) All that and more on the way, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Tell me to go f*** myself and I'm supposed to apologize. Yeah. Break my window, I'm supposed the to The Helsinki apologize. job was mine. The Helsinki job was not yours. If it was yours, you'd be in Helsinki. Alan Wolf stood in the office. Alan Wolf is no longer yeah, the director. It was on the Alan books. Wolf is no longer the director of European operations. He does not make those appointments I do. Promises were made. Not by me. I've been with the company for 24 years. I was posted in Greece for 15. Papandreou wins that election if I don't help the junta take him prisoner. I've advised and armed the Hellenic army. I've neutralized champions of communism. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish, which should come in handy here in Virginia, and I'm never ever sick at sea. So I want to know why I'm not going to be your Helsinki station chief. Your course. Excuse me. For Helsinki, I need someone with diplomatic skills. You don't have them. Is that right? That is right, and I don't know why the hell I didn't fire you when you broke my f***ing window. Oh, yes, sure you do, Cravely. Look, Gus. Yeah, you're f***ing Roger's fiance, and you know I know. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Yeah, yeah, you're dignifying her in the ass at the Jefferson Hotel, room 1210. But let me ask you, <laughs> the 3,000 agents Turner fired, was that because they lacked diplomatic skills as well? You're referring to Admiral Stansfield Turner? Yeah, the 3,000 agents, each and every goddamn one of them, first or second generation Americans, was that because they lacked the proper diplomatic skills? Or did Turner not think it was a good idea to have spies who could speak the same language as the people they're fucking spying on? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you can hardly blame the director for questioning the loyalty to America of people that are just barely Americans in the first place. Yeah, well, I'd like to take a moment to review the several ways in which you're a douchebag. Get the f*** out of my office. Yes, sir. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, holy shit. It is the Trump crisis day 544, 111 days until the 2018 midterms. How the hell are you? What's happening? Jesus, God. How you hanging in? Everything feels like uh, the world's collapsing around us, so we got to bring in Buzz Burbank. Buzz, Buzz, what's happening? Oh, my God. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, we should probably begin with a program note. 
And, and that is, this is the last show that you and I will uh, be doing together uh, under a democracy. It, it's this day, You might want to mark your calendar because this is the last show before the end of democracy, or as I like to call it, the democralypse. <laughs> That's, oh my God, that is perfect. The democralypse. Here we are. It's here. Uh, you know what? I, I think we've got a title for today's show. At the very <laughs> least, Democralypse. Yeah, you, you know. You may have that. I brought something. I mean, we've been <laughs> saying for at least two years now, and I say right. at least because, you know, most of us who live on the East Coast at least know uh, what Donald Trump is all about. And we've been observing him for decades here, and we've been reading about him in the papers and so on. You don't have New to. York based, right. Yeah, you don't have to be some sort of news wizard to accumulate enough Donald Trump news to realize that he's a flim flam artist and a sideshow carnival barker and, a, and he's, that he's all mobbed up and that he's just he just lies about his everything from his income to his net worth to. And those are his good points. And those are all, that's his good side, right? Beginning in 2016. Around this time in 2016, almost exactly two years ago, we started covering this story here on the show. We start, I started writing about it on a regular basis because it became clear to me that what was going on with the DNC hacking and the release of those emails in between the two conventions in 2016 and then word that came out that the, the hacking of the DNC's server, the email server, and the accumulation of all, all those emails were was conducted by the Russian government in order to uh, help Donald Trump. And so from that point forward, we have been beating this drum and saying Donald Trump, uh, based on what we've been seeing in the news, based on all kinds of information that comes down, including his own statements, including Trump's own remarks, which I think even more so than the news itself, is as damning as anything else. His own projection of his own guilt in this and we've been pointing a finger at this and now finally finally i feel like despite all of the tragedy of the last 24 hours beginning in helsinki that at least some people who were on the fence or complete deniers of this story are now starting to come around and i think Bingo. that is a, i want to start out with that positive note because it's going to get yeah. really grim here on the show i just know it and I that's can feel huge it. that's yeah yeah i can too and that's huge i i want to underscore and and uh, endorse what you just said yeah. uh that we're seeing trump's base in congress and across america begin to crumble right uh, just just a little bit and and depending <laughs> on how this goes uh, a little bit more uh, but but it's terrifying this may be the most important show it lives potentially we'll we'll see how it turns out but it could be the most important show you will do or have done since you began covering this two years ago yeah uh because july 16th uh, 2018 yesterday monday will be in the history books yeah yeah yesterday was uh, an incredible major day in u.s history not just one of a number of dates in the future history books but a major date yeah and i think uh it's important for those of us who are going to outlive donald trump and I'm not joking about this. This is not some sort of Donald Trump death fantasy. I'm not. That's not why I'm mentioning this. Oh, I'm, he could live to be 200, according to his doctor. <laughs> that's exact. I forgot about that. I forgot that Candyman, the Candyman, said yeah, don't that he get was gonna, cocky. <laughs> don't get cocky with the, the living longer thing. 
Yeah. We don't know yet, do we? No. Right. Well, I mean, if all things go according to normal plan, if, if I stay healthy, if you stay healthy, Buzz, we're going to outlive Donald Trump. And that's, I think that's the, the upside. And, but the, the real advantage there is that we are the ones who are going to be writing history. We are, cause I know mm-hmm. I, for one, are, yeah. I mean, I just, I just turned 47. I got many years ahead of me in which I, intent to make it my goal to make sure at least you know my little small teeny tiny chunk of the political discourse right now Mm -hmm. and whatever i can contribute into the future i'm going to make it my goal to guarantee that donald trump is remembered as a traitor to the united states that he sold out american sovereignty because of x y and z you fill in the mm-hmm. blank compromise he or, or any combination of x y yeah, and z yes. useful idiot every every description of donald trump in between and every reason why he's engaged in doing this uh, you know it has to be written that way we can't allow him because what we know i think at this point is that the republican party isn't really going to hold him that accountable. I mean, they're going to slap him on the wrist. There's probably there's probably a spanking at the White House today, I assume, because Trump's supposed to speak here in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 1.46 Eastern time. At 2 o'clock, he's supposed to talk, but we decided to jump in with the show anyway because I don't know that he's going to say anything of consequence, anything more than what he, uh, what he ruined yesterday, what he destroyed yesterday with his remarks in Helsinki. Right. Um, you know, I at least have some sort, of, uh, some sort of hope that at least now we've reached a turning point in this series of events that, again, began uh, more than two years ago. It- you know what I mean? Yeah, it is indeed. A Republican effort continues to discredit and dismantle the investigation. Uh, Republican Steve King of Iowa yeah. uh, now salivating over his behind-closed-doors testimony of Peter Strzok's lover and former FBI lawyer Lisa, uh, Lisa Page right. uh, because he says Lisa's being a lot more cooperative and uh, they, he, he feels he's got a lot more to now to prove that this was a quote very very biased investigation uh so <laughs> there they are the, some of them some of them are not letting this go but going back to your opening point and the one you just made and that is uh, more republicans than ever before a wider range of republicans voices we don't usually hear have spoken up uh, in serious fashion about what Trump has done here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not the same as action. Democrats are calling for action, ways to protect Mueller, uh, ways to protect the U.S. from Trump uh, and from Russia, uh, and and, uh, nothing yet from the Republicans. So you might be right. They might not step up. But we're seeing an erosion here, at the very least, that could lead to, you know, it's, it's early in the game. It depends on how much fervor there is to this and i i think we've already seen it's considerable uh to this to this opposition uh and how unrelenting it is as to how flexible republicans are willing to be uh, they're they're giving up a lot you know one of the uh, wrong comparisons i made to watergate in this early on is that when trump uh, possibly i hope i hope i was right uh, that when uh, when it got to the point that trump was endangering republicans with his activities then they would step up well we might be at that point i mean yeah. they're already in trouble in the midterms this 
This with with people banting around the word treason, this doesn't look good at all. You know, I feel like at some point the Republican Party is going to have no choice but to throw Donald Trump under the bus on this because they're beginning. We're this whole investigation is getting closer and closer to the Republicans themselves, to the Republican yes. Party, and to their fundraising efforts and their linkage with uh, NRA go-betweens yes. between uh, yes. Russian oligarch huge. money, Russian government. Yeah, and, right. and huge week in the news. Yeah, and of course uh, campaign packs and things like that. So I think at some point, it seems to me as if it would behoove them to find the scapegoat in this. And I think Donald Trump is the ideal scapegoat. Now, that's I mean, of course, I'm assuming a lot and I'm projecting a lot of uh, of intention on their part. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to look for a way to wiggle out of this because you know what this is so immensely dangerous what let's i mean let's call a spade a spade with this that the president of the united states is a traitor to the american government took the side of putin and putin's intelligence uh, apparatus over right. the word of the United States government, Donald Trump sided against the United States government with mm -hmm. an, a hostile adversary that continues right. to attack our democracy and our sovereignty. Now, and it's just it's not just about the election. It's not just about making sure our votes count. It's not just about indicting Donald Trump and making sure history records his criminality and all this, his treason and all of this. It's making sure that he's not doing other things that further damage and erode the United States and and place us in not only predicaments with our closest allies who all recognize what the hell is going on. I mean, the whole rest of the world buzz is with you. They're with me. They're with yes. Robert Mueller. They're with Rachel Maddow. They're with the entire, you know, uh, a population of normals who have been observing this thing. And that's all good news. We all see this. And uh, they're just they're a dwindling few who continue to hold out and defend Donald Trump. And right. And there and therein lies the turning point of which yeah. you speak. Are we at the point where it, Republicans are in a tough spot? He tried to say with a serious face, but couldn't. <laughs> Republicans are in a, in a tough spot because yeah. they have to choose between doing what's right, going after Donald Trump for what is an un- Ex an inexcusable and unforgivable act yeah. by this president, yeah. or or they can go after Trump and expose themselves to harm because again, in the indictment handed down yesterday, the one against Maria Butina, uh, the 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 Russian agent who was planted here in America, yeah, uh, it, it, her indictment includes mentions and connections to and of the Trump campaign, the NRA. And the Republican National Convention. Yep. If Trump goes down, uh, the Republican Party goes down with him. They, I don't know that they can throw him under the bus without being pulled under the bus themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, one so way or that's another. So that, that's the tough spot that they're in. Yeah. Do they do what they're being pressured by, oh, say, nearly everyone to do? Or do they continue to hide and collude yeah well i think they're going to continue to hide and collude and and that's just i mean i really wish that they would actually follow through on this but what i'm seeing from their reactions and there have been some harsh repudiations of trump coming from the republican side we'll talk about those in just a second but okay. the, the fact remains that they're not defining this 
on the dire terms that they need to be defining this on. Forgive my preposition at the end of the sentence. The thing is that they're saying, well, they're the election meddling and he shouldn't have said these things at the press conference and it was a bad way to put it and we think the Russians attacked. But, you know, they're not emphasizing, nor do I think they realize, do they fully accept the uh, utter damage that this is, that, even beyond that. I mean, yeah, uh, like do. I keep saying, there, there isn't a word for this because we haven't seen this before. There hasn't been an American president who has sided there, with an adversary while they're attacking us right. over his own government. That's never happened. There, I don't even know how to describe it. Republicans are treading lightly here uh, and and, uh, let history record that uh, they're treading more lightly than they should. They're treading lightly because they're still afraid of Trump's base, which one of the first shows you and I did together, we talked about the fact that in terms of public opinion, Mm -hmm. real public opinion, it's on a slower curve. It, It tends to be behind the curve of those who are on top of, I mean, really on top of things. So it takes a little while longer for the public to turn. So the Republicans are, I think they know what they have to do, but they're easing into this lightly. And when I say lightly, they're using words like disgusting to describe uh, what, what, what they've been seeing so the the language is much harsher and like i said we're hearing from republicans who don't usually speak uh trump republicans trump supporting republicans who don't usually speak or only speak in his defense we're seeing something here we haven't seen before and that's why i'm sticking to your original uh point about this being a turning point well you know we have two key clips of uh, audio from yesterday's nightmarish press conference uh. that i want to get to it and i know i mean most of you have heard the the Trump clips. Just for the record, though, I want to get this one clip in so we can talk about the things that Trump said specifically. And then I've got a quote from Vladimir Putin in which Vladimir Putin actually admits he confesses yes, during yes. the press conference that not only did he want Trump to win, but that he ordered he ordered his people, yes. he ordered his administration to help Trump win. And he's and he repeats the answer twice. So we're going to get to that in just a second. But here's Donald Trump. This is the key statement from Donald Trump yesterday uh, in response to a question about uh, the Russian attack. And here's here's how it went. I mean, there's no other way to describe this. First question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016? And would you warn him to never do it again? So let me just say that we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of... Okay, yeah, I want to talk about the server for a second. Because first of all, I don't think Donald Trump even realizes what the server is does he understand no, that it's not. a that it's a networked computer that has the the database of emails and things on it does he understand that or does he think it's he like a, it's like yeah, a like a table right. server does he think it's a table server <laughs> this is like flow from mel's diner <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna come up and say kiss well, my yeah. grits no i th- i think he thinks it's a box that has hillary uh, clinton's emails in it i yeah. think that's what he thinks the server is so I, he has a roughly some some crude concept of of what it is right it, it's interesting to note and it's not reflected in this uh, clip alone uh but in a montage of these clips uh he mentions the server over and over yeah. and over and over in that news 
conference. Oh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable that he uh, never lets it go. Right. And it's, you know, this is him going full Alex Jones. This is him repeating something that he's seen on Fox and Friends or on the uh -huh. Sean Hannity show or listened to by Alex Jones. This is a Donald Trump conspiracy theory in response to whether or not he's going to condemn Vladimir Putin uh, for the attack. And instead, he goes off about Hillary Clinton or the DNC email server, which he he has no idea whether or not that was turned over as part of the forensic evidence about the attack. You know, he has no clue what's on it. He wants to see it. I don't know what he's going to get out of it because he doesn't understand what it even is, but he keeps mentioning the server, the server, the server, because, of course, he's trying to distract from the actual question and the actual crimes that took place by turning everything around and making it all about the intelligence community, the FBI and Peter Strzok and all the usual suspects that he likes to condemn. Well, here's Trump, Trump continuing on uh, and on and on about the server right here. Haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been... Oh, see, the other thing is, the other thing here is that I want to point out is that there's always going to be a set of goalposts that are going to move. So say, for example, um, right, right. the FBI says, oh, here's the server. We have it right here. Right here, Mr. President, we're going to file an official report saying that we have the server. And then it's going to be something else. Because for right. the longest time, release the report. Release this. Why hasn't that been released? And as we go, those things all get released. And now he's on the server. And so eventually the server thing will emerge as being something that they either have or what have you. And then he'll right. just... it does doesn't matter whether or not they pr they show this evidence it doesn't matter whether they produce the server because he's always going to find something else after that to obfuscate his treason against the united states and it's just a sir and if you, you're talking about a server in the face of a massive ongoing russian attack against american democracy and against our side so keep using the word sovereignty because this is crucially important in all of this because russia is not just engaging in something that's remote out of some troll farm somewhere in St. Petersburg or elsewhere. This is Russia inserting itself into American dialogue on the ground into our, into our voter databases and all sorts of other things inside the United States that this is our domain inside our borders. That is our domain. It's not for Russia or anyone else to interfere with without our say so. And so that's one of the many reasons why this is so crucial. Okay. So let, let's continue on with yes. Trump here. Reading right? it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is oh. the server and what is the server saying Idiots. with that being said all i can do is ask the question my people came to me dan coates came to me and some others they said they think it's russia no uh, no dan coates knows it's russia mm -hmm. he knows yes, it's and i said so clearly yes yeah yeah dan coates's remarks are are kind of uh, amazing to hear especially given the context that he's donald trump's dni before and after uh, the, the summit and the news conference, uh, the things yeah. Coates said before and after that both uh, make it very clear that he is not in agreement. Yep. I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really oh. do want to see the server. Uh, but I have uh, I have 
confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while, but I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. Oh, what God. happened to the servers of the Pakistani judge? Yeah, this is like, you know what this is? This is like after 9-11, someone's screaming about Building 7. What about Building 7? You bring up 9-11. Oh, see, we've got video, by the way, that the planes yeah. went into the buildings and then they collapsed. Well, what about Building 7? Right. Yeah, this is the... This is the whataboutism that yeah. was started really when Clinton, by the Republicans, when Clinton was president. Right. Whataboutism. Yep. And, and uh, it's Trump's favorite thing. It's what, it's what a, a kid, a bully, does on a schoolyard playground, mm -hmm. as we've talked about all along. The behavior has not changed, nor has our assessment of it. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it's yeah, but what about yeah. uh, is always a way to try to distract attention from the issue at hand. Yeah, but what about you answer the freaking question? <laughs> what, what about the thermite paint inside Building 7? I want to know about how they got all that thermite paint, which is explosive paint. I learned that on the Alex Jones show. Oh, God. Ungoddamn believable. The, the crackpot that is running this country right now, this should be terrifying everybody. Everybody. Dangerous. He, yeah. Dangerous crackpot. We, we cannot underscore. I... I never thought I'd say this. I I thought it would be crazy. I I sometimes thought, uh, you know, that that perhaps you had gone too far in predicting uh, the direness of the situation. Yeah. You did not. You were right. Uh, you were right all along. Things are that bad. Yeah. The, the democracy, this republic, is in the most serious peril perhaps it has ever faced yeah. uh, certainly comparable to the civil war i think at this point yeah and maybe uh more threatening than that uh, i saw a terrifying uh, headline that said uh, europe prepares for a world without the u.s jesus and, god yeah and, and and did you ever think you in your lifetime that you would see a headline like that so uh it's no longer crazy it's no longer uh, lunacy yeah. to to come out and say that things are that bad because things are that bad. The situation is dire. There have always been crises. The news has always been about crises. This is the crisis uh, for this nation. And Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell think that this guy is going to fill out the rest of his term as president he's that he's gonna I continue i mean that's staggering to I don't, think i don't know i don't know if they think that today not after what they've seen over the last uh, 24 hours or yeah. so yeah uh I, I don't know if they still think that or not i you know obviously they want to protect their phony baloney jobs <laughs> uh and 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 they want to protect what they've got and they want to protect their power mm. but uh there's going to come a point where I mean, they're going down either way. Yeah. Uh, if they back Trump, they're they're going down at uh, you know on the election day. Uh, if if they don't back Trump, then they're if they they are going down with with the prosecutions. Yeah, and you know what'll be interesting to watch for, and this is something to uh -huh. keep an eye out uh, as far as uh, uh, travel plans and things like that. Watch <laughs> yeah. watch for Republicans who turn up in places like New Hampshire and Iowa and South sure. Carolina. 
Carolina because I think that at the very least, I mean, I'm not, I really don't think that they're going to try to impeach him. I just don't think they're, I don't think they're capable of it, but I do think they're capable of primary challenging Donald Trump in, uh, for the 2020 election. I don't think, I don't know if they can get it. Yeah. I don't know if they can get it together in time for that, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we still have a midterms right around the corner, but the thing is that I think that it's possible and I stand by this even more now than I did before that it's possible that Donald Trump may not even get the renomination of his party in 2020. It's possible that the Republicans could try to cut bait with the president, nominate someone else who will at least try to repair the party because that's the, the I mean, what they don't realize is this is damaging the Republican Party as much as anything else because yeah, they're they, so that's complicit. what I'm saying. Yeah, the Republicans are going down either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, how they recover from that or how they think they're going to recover from that, I don't know. But uh, the, the dark days are coming for the Republicans as they have already arrived for the nation. Well, let's continue with more of this, from this Russian agent, this Donald fun. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> that worked on the DNC. Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful. in his denial today and what he did is an incredible (laughs) offer he offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people i think that's an incredible offer okay thank you yeah yeah you know what you know what the thing you know what the deal is with that that is the dumbest goddamn thing that donald trump has ever said there are many dumb things that donald trump has said but to Mm -hmm. actually go along with vladimir putin and say yeah you know what it is a great idea i think robert Mueller should team up with the russians to investigate this this is utter and complete madness that he would even entertain that as a possibility is absolutely ludicrous this is like the 9-11 commission going to the taliban and saying hey why don't we exchange notes <laughs> right is, exactly yeah, it's insane. I, I like i like i like what california's eric swalwell said uh, uh tweeted about this which was sure uh, you broke into my house uh, you knocked stuff over you stole things but let's move past that uh, yeah. for the future and uh you can help me set up my new home security system yeah <laughs> yeah like that's all that's ever going to happen like yeah and what, then and then it ends with said no one ever <laughs> yeah 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 um you know i want to get to before we take a break i wanted to get this dan Coates quote because this is i think uh, what, was a pretty big deal there's an yes, audio clip huge. that goes with this and i urge you to go and find uh, dan Coates talking about what he would like to what he would have liked donald trump to have said to Vladimir Putin. And it's, I assure you, it is a lot more harsh than, well, Dan Coates thinks that it was Russia. You know, it's, it's, it was much worse than that. He said, uh, in part, he said, I'm here to say the warning lights are blinking red again. I believe we are at a critical point. We, he said, uh, digital infrastructure of the United States is literally under attack, he added. 
Russia has been, quote, the most aggressive foreign actor, no question, and they continue their efforts to undermine our democracy, Coates said at the conference sponsored by the Hudson Institute on Friday. Wrong. Um, yeah, this is Donald Trump's own director of national intelligence. He also said, and they, yeah, and this is what he hopes Donald Trump would have said uh, to Putin in Helsinki. Uh huh. We know what you're doing. If your goal is to strengthen Russia in the proper way, we can cooperate yes. with you. But if yes. you want to stay in this tit for tat, we're going to beat you. Right. You, you know what? I wonder if that's actually true. I love that. Whether or not we actually can at this point. I'd like to yeah, think. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have said. I honestly think, based on everything else Coates has said, I do not think he would have said that if he didn't believe it to be absolutely true. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think that's a serious a serious threat there. And and those comments, are most of them anyway, at least were made before the summit. Yeah. Uh, after, since the summit, uh, Coates has also said, and the, and Coates put out this statement without going through the White House first. He Amazing. went, he, he ran around the White House to release these remarks. He said uh, the Russian government did. This was contradicting Trump immediately after uh, that news conference. He said uh, the Russian government did interfere with the 2016 election to quote undermine our democracy. And Coates defiantly promised to stay on the job defending U.S. national security. So he underscored what he had said from before the summit uh, with remarks after the summit that he didn't uh, put through the usual channels. Yeah, and you know, I, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of uh, Trump supporters of the Red Hats, uh-huh. uh, right. listening in uh-huh. to quotes like Dan Coats and other Republicans uh-huh. who, and especially other Republican or other Trump administration officials uh, who actually take a position that's opposite of Donald Trump's position right. on these right. things, at which Dan Coats's position is exactly the opposite of his boss's position on the Russian attack. And yes. I wonder what the Red Hats think when they see that. That's something that I can't quite figure out other than to say, well, their loyalty is to Donald Trump and not to Dan Coats. So they're going right. to... They're going to just right. believe Dan Coats, even though they're watching an administration that is in utter chaos. They don't seem to recognize that it that it actually is, yeah, even but though I they're hearing they, all these conflicting things, you know? I think they think that the source of the chaos are people like us and, and even people like Dan Coats. And I think they further think that uh, uh, Trump makes the decisions anyway. So it doesn't yep. matter what Coates says because Trump's in charge and he's going to handle this fine. Mm. At least that was the perception up until yesterday, I'm not sure where they are today. I'm sure some, as we've said all along, will stick through him no matter what. But I can't help but think, based on the erosion that I've seen in his congressional support, that there isn't some erosion in the Trump base as well. And the two are watching each other, Congress especially watching the base uh, to, to see what their next move might be. Yeah. They know what they need to do. They're going to see what they can get away with. Well, it seems like where they are right now is not very far, but they're a little closer to the truth because they're saying the general red hat consensus is, well, he's, he's fine. He just had a bad press conference because he was so busy. He was in Europe and uh-huh. he's flying around and now he's in Helsinki and maybe he's, you know, he's been working so hard. He had one, it was a bad political, it was bad optics. And that's, that's the direction they're going with all of this. And it's so much worse, but at least 
at least I feel like the needle is moving a little bit, don't you? Yes, I agree. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And that's that's all we have to hang on to this week. Yeah, and because, again, this is the most dire predicament we've been in in a long, exactly. long time. Where It's serious. This is, this is democracy-threatening stuff. Yeah. This could be the end of the United States if we don't handle it correctly. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't even know what he gave away in that private meeting yet. We'll get to that. Right. In just a few minutes here, because the, the thing that I keep thinking about is this can't just be another chapter in Donald Trump's ongoing list of ridiculous and awful things that he's done. We can't just have this oh, no. happen and then move on to something else like with everything else that ha- this has to be the beginning of the end for Donald Trump. I and hope so. I, I really, I really, really hope that it is. Well, I mean, I think I, as I've said before, I think we're on our way to that anyway, come election day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and as I've also said, each thing that happens puts us one step closer to that. Well, uh, I think, I think I have put on about five pounds <laughs> of lean muscle mass ever since ah. and I, and for a 47 year old guy that's a that's a pretty uh, big deal five pounds of lean muscle mass since i discovered beach body on demand months and months ago when they first started advertising on our show guys seriously try this try the lift for workout with joel freeman trainer joel freeman it's l-i-i two i's in there f-t and then the numeral four that's on beach body on demand with joel freeman you will not regret it and let me know your progress so I can share it here. Beachbody On Demand is the online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized for you. I just, I love this. This gets me motivated. This puts me on the right track. No more guesswork. Beachbody On Demand also offers extensive uh, nutrition guidance, and that's the hardest thing I have trouble with. I mean, I when it comes to eating, good God, I can't quite figure out the best diet for what I'm doing in the gym, and Beachbody On Demand helps me out on that front, too. It's convenient. You never have to go to a gym or schedule a class. Beachbody On Demand is accessible on any internet-connected computer, phone, tablet, or TV. So you can even use it when you travel. If you're short on time, Beachbody On Demand workouts can be as quick as 10 minutes or last more than an hour. There's a program for every fitness level, so don't worry about it. Workouts range from cardio to weights, yoga, low impact, and even dance. 600. 600 different workouts that you can sort by type or choose a, a favorite trainer. And, of course, my favorite trainer is Joel Freeman right now. Thank you, Joel. And because abs are made in the kitchen, Beachbody On Demand offers nutritional guidance, a wide variety of uh, recipes, tips on meal prep, and simple eating plans. Best of all, it's so affordable. A free trial gets you all 600 workouts and all of their nutrition info. But you'll want to keep going with a subscription that's cheaper than a gym membership. At least sign up for a total access free trial, but you have to text the code BOBC to 303030. Again, text the code BOBC to 303030 to get it. That's no spaces. Just text BOBC to 303030 to get Beachbody on demand. Do it right now. You won't regret it. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Malcolm Nance will be on the interview show tomorrow. I can't wait for that. I think uh, <laughs> uh, you might want to uh, listen to tomorrow's interview show from your doomsday bunker. Because it's going to get intense. I just know it. So uh, we'll be talking to Malcolm Nance tomorrow and then on uh, 
Thursday's show. We've got T-Rex, David Ferguson, joining us on Thursday. And then, of course, the after party on Friday with Kimberly A. Johnson. Uh, oh, by the way, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Is it still Prime Day, Buzz? I'm not sure. Is it, does Prime Day continue? I, I don't know. Is the website still up? I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe it is. Yes. <laughs> go to yes, Bob's, it is. Go to bobseska.com. Click the all caps Amazon link, and uh, that'll take you to the front page of Amazon. You go shopping as normal, and uh, we collect a teeny tiny commission or a bounty on some of the things you purchase. So thank you for doing that. All right, so Trump tweeted today, while I had a great meeting with NATO, raising vast amounts of money, I had an even Mm -hmm. better meeting with Vladimir Putin of Russia, in which his entire penis fit inside my mouth. No, he didn't really tweet. He didn't really tweet that. He he may as well have. And yeah, that's that's significant that he said his meeting with Putin was better than his meeting with our allies. I have good news to interject, and that is that uh, Fox News even has been... Uh, surprisingly critical of of the president. I think that's another good sign. We were talking before the break about uh, whether Republicans would come around. Uh, I think that Fox News can play a role in this. There are only a couple of voices, maybe Hannity and Ingram, who are still standing up for the president at this point. Uh, The rest of Fox News Channel has pretty much gone crazy uh, condemning uh, what Trump has done here and yep. saying, look, this is not this is not Republican or Democrat anymore. This is patriotism. That's surprising and interesting. And that will affect uh, the mood of Trump's base here considerably. And that will erode Trump. And this has been killing Trump. He hated this flying back to the U.S. from Helsinki. Uh, he was grumbling about uh, the, the press that he was already getting and the reactions that he was already getting and seeing about his meeting with Putin. It wasn't at all what he wanted. And a lot of the criticism was coming from Republicans. And he was sore about it to the point that uh, he's up at the front of the plane. Uh, the rest of the staff pretty much stayed at the back of the plane just to avoid getting sucked into a complaining session. By the way, uh, the Word has come down that uh, Senator Burr, Senator Richard Burr, who's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, left the GOP policy luncheon saying the uh, uh, Russia-Putin-Trump summit didn't come up in the meeting. Asked why why not, uh, considering how many Republicans came out against, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Yeah, so this wasn't even a a topic. See, that to me, that says it all right there. That here we are faced with a, a president who's a Russian agent in Inside the White House, capable of handing over all of our national security secrets to Vladimir Putin. If Vladimir Putin just flatters his hair or his very, very huge electoral vote count from the election, as long as Donald Trump continues to be uh, flattered and as long as there continues to be compromise on him and as long as he continues to be pursued uh, for his crimes and his treason, Donald Trump is is capable of doing just about anything. And here they are not even talking about it among the Republican leaders leadership uh to figure out some way i mean it's, it's possible that they did but that they're not revealing it publicly i don't yeah, think i don't think I, richard burr I, yeah, I, but at the same, I agree. I think he's a man of integrity. At the same time, I find it hard to believe that they they talked about. Maybe they agreed to say they hadn't talked about it. Yeah. Maybe they will be forced to talk about it in the coming days as uh, the revulsion to what Trump did continues to expand. I've never seen a reaction 
to something, uh, like the reaction that I saw to Trump yesterday. And that gave me heart. What I'm seeing at Fox News, to an extent, gives me heart. Uh, What I'm seeing among uh, some Republicans who normally speak for Trump gives me heart. Uh, Like I said, uh, Steve King and others are still trying to erode this thing, and uh, uh, the Republicans are going to try to take cover behind Trump for as long as they can. They will ride that bucking bronco for as long as they can. Uh, But at some point, they're going to get off or be thrown off. Yeah either by an election or a prosecution. Well, one thing that Trump keeps saying, and the White House released a uh, another statement here. This was uh, at 1 o'clock today. The, uh, the White House released this tweet. The bottom line, Americans want peace, not conflict, quote, and then they quote Donald Trump here. Nothing would be easier politically than to refuse to meet, to refuse to engage, but that would not accomplish anything, President Trump said. What they're doing is they're continuously using this, we're just trying to make peace excuse right. with, with Russia. I mean, we've got nuclear. There's so much nuclear pointed at each other. And then, and so therefore, we need to what? Pander to a government that's attacking us is what we need to do. At the detriment of our own elections and our own sovereignty, we need to sell the store in order to find wow. some sort of bullshit peace with Russia when, in fact, Russia is not interested in that. Russia is interested in controlling the United States, which it has more or less accomplished. You know, this whole line with making peace is just utter horse crap it's like they they actually kind of look at themselves in the mirror and go yeah the people will believe that but we're not we're not they may be looking in the mirror and saying what else are we gonna say uh (laughs) yeah i mean really there there isn't much left beyond that unbelievable yeah yeah well meanwhile uh here was trey gowdy's response to all of this he had an interesting he's always fun yeah i know he's a fun guy here's what i want to know uh russia is not our friend russia attempted to undermine the fundamentals of our democracy impugn the reliability of the 2016 election and sow seeds of discord among americans our intelligence and therefore we're going to do nothing about it uh our intelligence community including the current one concluded this as did the majority house intelligence committee report as did our fellow americans who served on grand juries which returned true bills on two separate occasions and then it goes horribly awry here halfway through he says i am confident former cia director and current secretary of state mike pompeo dni dan Coats, ambassador nikki haley fbi director chris ray attorney general jeff sessions and others will be able to communicate to the president it is possible to conclude russia interfered with our election in 2016 without delegitimizing his electoral success right right. even he's admitting trump doesn't get it yeah and you know what i i do i understand what he's trying to do here though i it's it's infuriating when it's downplayed the fact that i and i still strongly believe and i have believed since uh november 9th 2016 that the russian attack swung the election to donald trump there is no other way to explain (laughs) the fluke that that was especially when we look at wisconsin michigan Michigan and Pennsylvania. I'm at least relieved that someone like Trey Gowdy has reached this particular point in uh, in conceding the facts with regard to the attack. But some, e- except some, yeah, for I mean, except for the fact that uh, the the results of the attack uh, swung the election to Trump, they still haven't accepted that one. But the, you yeah, know, yeah, it's still possible. A, a lot of Republicans are taking that stand and saying we need to explain to Trump the, the difference uh, that Russia interfered with the election, but you had nothing to do with it. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. that's that's what they're trying to sell him now or to sell each other now is okay, okay, maybe the Russians did interfere with our election, yeah. contrary to what they had said before. Uh, but but. Trump didn't help. 
that's that's where the Republicans are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, sadly, however, for them, I guess, if you get sad about those sort of things, uh, th- there's evidence that's not true. Uh, the thing that struck me interesting about Maria Butina and her efforts to uh, establish a back channel with the, between the Trump administration and the Russian government, it, it just struck me as sort of amusing that Jared Kushner had been trying to establish a back channel between Russia, and they never connected. There's yeah. no evidence that that Maria Butina and Jared Kushner ever connected, and that's funny because they were both trying to accomplish the same thing separately without each other's knowledge and never connected and never succeeded. I mean, this is collusion. I mean, Maria Bettina emphasizes the fact that there is collusion. It's remarkable that Lindsey Graham today, Lindsey Graham of all people, said and, you know, of course it's not surprising because clearly either Trump or Russia or both have something on Lindsey Graham too. Otherwise, he wouldn't be bending over backwards uh, with regard to trying to downplay the existence of collusion, which he's, it would appear so. Yeah. He's exactly what he did on Twitter. He said, "I don't see any evidence of conclu- collusion." Are you fucking kidding me? You don't see <laughs> evidence of collusion, Maria Butina? For fuck's sake, g- g- infiltrating. I mean, Maria Butina was on the Grover Norquist radio show. She's pictured with people like Rick Santorum. By the way, I do want to mention that there is a rumor going around that she was at that Lavrov Kislyak meeting in the Oval Office with Donald right. Trump the day after. Comey was fired. She was mm-hmm. not. She was not in that meeting. That is someone who kind of looks like her, but it actually isn't her. Ah, so I ah. wanted to make sure that that's, that's perfectly clear because I saw a lot of people circulating that and it's not. It's actually someone else. Um, <laughs> but I mean, again, we're talking about actual on the ground collusion. And it's, and it's so great because with this indictment, she's actually been arrested because she is here. She is a Russian national inside the United States, a Russian We spy. have her, yeah. Yeah, we have her in custody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and as the trend has been going, people who are captured by Mueller, cap- I like the word captured, by the way, people <laughs> yes. who are captured by Robert Mueller um, tend to plead guilty yeah. and tend to start cooperating, except for I hope so. I mean, yeah, she, she may not. I mean, being Russian, being a faithful Russian agent yeah. at all, she may not. It depends on uh, what kind of deal they can offer, I suppose. Well, how many, you know what, going back to Lindsey Graham, how many meetings have we heard about that were previously undisclosed where you had Trump campaign officials meeting with Russians and then not copping to the fact that they held these right. meetings? There's yeah. collusion right there. All kinds yes. of examples of, of collusion, and yet they keep saying this, and it's not... History is going to be very cruel to this current Mm -hmm. cabal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on top of everything else, you got Vladimir Putin yesterday, for his part, (laughs) actually admitting in public, and because Trump sucks all the air out of the room, this doesn't get the play that it should have gotten. Here's here's Vladimir Putin yesterday. (laughs) Did you want President Trump to win the election, and did you direct any of your officials to help him do that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because he talked about bringing the U.S.-Russia relationship back to normal. Yeah. There it is, right there, right there. You know, I feel like a crazy person. I feel like a a crazy, insane prophet going, look, there it is. He said it, but he did. You feel... See, uh, up, maybe up to this point, Bob, but not today. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, From this I mean, point forward, you are correct. I mean, no, you've nailed that's exact. You are responding appropriately to this. Yeah, well, there's something else that is 
just absolutely mind-blowing. And this doesn't have to do necessarily with Helsinki or the Butina indictment. This has to do with the set of indictments that came down last week with the 12 GRU, Russian GRU mm-hmm. operatives. This is so explosive, mainly because it, it was actually kind of buried in the indictment a little bit. And when you actually, and it's only a few words, so but when you actually extrapolate what I'm about to talk about actually means, this is a major prong in the Russian attack. We'll get to that just after these words. <laughs> you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, this is explosive, explosive news. Uh, Rachel Maddow talked about this a little bit last night with Glenn Kaplan, formerly of the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, Buried in all of the avalanche, the fire hose of news that we've been experiencing for uh, some time now. Uh, and especially during these uh, this massive set of indictments that were handed down by Mueller and the grand jury on Friday regarding these 12 GRU agents. And again, these are Russian government officials who work for the Russian military intelligence outfit known as the GRU. And uh, in this document, we learned that there were more than just emails stolen by the Russian GRU and handed over to whoever, WikiLeaks, the Donald Trump campaign, Brad Parscale, Donald Trump Jr. We don't know where this information went, but what we do know is that the Russian government has this information, and that information is the DNC, the Democratic National Committee's Voter Analytics Database. This is the ability for the DNC to be able to target Democratic voters individually based on voter registration information, based on polling, based on surveys, based on all kinds of other information that's gathered through their analytics gathering process. Including stuff like whether they leaned Hillary or Bernie, for example. Exactly right. And Mm -hmm. that is the salient. Thank you, Buzz. That is the salient point in all of this. They had information to be able to target specifically Bernie Sanders supporters or Hillary Clinton supporters, for that matter, with disinformation and propaganda. Yeah. Now the Russians have that, too. And that's exactly the tool they need to continue their work 
to foment division among Democrats, to keep us fighting yep. with each other, to keep the Bernie side alive, to keep the Hillary side alive, even though I have some question as to whether either of those movements should be alive. Yep. Uh, you know, but uh, they are, and uh, now the Russians have that information too. They could uh, target Dem voters with disinformation about Hillary right. v. Bernie, uh, reasons, reasons to vote for Jill Stein, reasons to stay home and not vote at all. They could pepper right. all of these people who are in this DNC database. And we're talking about millions of Democratic voters and their information in this database. That Again, let me be perfectly clear about this that at the very least the russian intelligence military intelligence apparatus has at their disposal they have copies of this information and so that they, they were able to throughout the 2016 election to target democratic voters to say stay home or vote for jill stein this is a major chunk of the plot with the dnc voter analytics they could uh, micro target uh, the, the, you know, think about Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and those Obama voters, those white male middle class people who voted for Barack Obama in 2012, but flipped over to Donald Trump. The Russians and very possibly the Trump campaign had the ability to target those people specifically to switch them over to Trump voters. They could have infil infiltrated those people's thinking with enough negative propaganda about the Democrats to get them to switch back to vote Republican in 2016. This could be this could be the cornerstone. This could be that Jenga piece that you pull it out and the whole thing comes down. This is such a crucial part of the attack, for at least from where I'm sitting, because again, this is these are the keys to the kingdom. These are the keys to, to getting down to what individual voters are thinking about the election. They had that at their disposal. They were able to exploit it. And what we still haven't found out fully is how exactly they went about it. Although we do know, we do have a sense about Facebook targeting, about social media targeting, about direct mail targeting. We have a sense of what they tried to do separate from this. But I think over, as time goes on and we see more indictments and more information come out, the connective tissue between the theft of the DNC voter analytics, uh, analytics database and the targeting with social media, et cetera, will be much more connected than what we're hearing about the, now. The good news, however, in that, I think, is... <laughs> Thank no, you. Be believe it or not, yeah. uh, it, it occurs to me that that data is now two years old and has not been refreshed. Yeah. Um, I, so uh, while there may still be some value in that and while what they did was a crime and must be prosecuted, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, the value of that data today... I will simply say this. A lot has happened in that two years. Yep. Uh, a, a lot of feelings may have changed. Some may not have. And some of that data, the Hillary versus Bernie, for example, uh, may still be of value uh, to the Russians. Uh, but but I, I also think that Americans have seen a lot and heard a lot uh, since that happened. Uh, we've seen uh, the changes on social media and the public's reaction to uh, the attack on social media. And I think those are all uh, sort of encouraging things against this leak. But it, it does underscore the outrageousness of the crime that the Russians committed uh, that uh, was is being covered up by Republicans, yeah. if not 
colluded with by Republicans. Well, also, uh, you know, Jeff Flake had a pretty strong response to the press conference yesterday. I think he was the first Republican, in fact, to come out and condemn it. He was, and he's so hard to read, and and so many of them are. And again, note that the ones who are speaking out uh, in the harshest terms are ones who are on their way out. Well, here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Thank thank you, Trey Gowdy. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to (laughs) know. I want to know. If this is going to change Jeff Flake's vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, because that's the yeah. other big chunk of this equation here, know. which is that, you know, at this point, don't we, you think he'd still like to see a conservative in that seat on the Supreme <laughs> Court? <laughs> well, maybe I mean, you know. he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, again, we're talking about national security here. We're talking about a president who is in the pocket of Vladimir Putin, who is an agent of the Russian government and of the Russian military intelligence apparatus, and that he is going to what continue to be able to appoint people to the Supreme Court for life, knowing what we know about him now and knowing what his behavior was, I guess they're going to continue down that road. But this should be, yeah, I mean, this should be, this should add to the snowball effect of whether or not to block Kavanaugh, because, you know, if for no other reason than to make sure that this agent of Russia does not get to stack the Supreme Court. I think Flake has a responsibility here. Yeah, well, he may, but I mean, and, and maybe he'll live up to it or maybe he won't. I think a lot of Republicans will will punt at this. We'll say what they've said before, which is, yeah, but we really could use another conservative judge on the Supreme Court. Yeah, but we really could use another tax cut for corporations. Um as long as there's an agenda to pursue and a cover to pursue it, uh, maybe they won't draw the line yeah. there. I, you know, I, I, you can't say anymore. None, none of this can be predicted. I would hope so. Certainly, if there were ever grounds to do so uh, for Republicans to draw a line, uh, this Supreme Court nomination would be one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether they will. I just don't know. Well, the other thing that I've been kind of a bit beating a drum about here is in Kavanaugh's. Uh, remarks when he was first nominated in those public remarks uh, there in the White House. Uh, He actually and very clearly uh, uh, mimicked Donald Trump. He very clearly read a line that was written by Donald Trump. So what I'm observing in all of this is that Uh Putin puppeteers Trump and that Trump puppeteers Kavanaugh. Is that a chain of puppeteering that we really want to have when it comes to the Supreme Court? Yeah, but you gotta gotta convince Republicans that that is the situation. By the way, we have gotten that update uh, as sparse as it is. The only update I have seen or can find on Trump Trump's uh, scheduled remarks about uh, what he said yesterday at the summit. Yeah. Uh, he now says that he, uh, let me let me see if I can bring this up. Uh, Trump says, I accept U.S. intelligence agencies' conclusions on Russian meddling. I, I don't know whether he said more than that or if it stopped there. Um, that's all the reporting we have available to us so far. But uh, this goes to our theory earlier in the show that uh, Republicans would bring pressure to bear on Trump to try to walk back uh, some of the damage that he did yesterday. And uh, this is uh, looks like, so far, looks like a weak attempt yeah. at doing so. It's completely meaningless as far as I'm concerned. Because tr- sure, Trump, sure. Trump's word is is about is, is exactly. actually lower than a pile of shit. I mean, these... I, 
Yeah, I've generally stopped acknowledging it, but we were awaiting to see what he would do today, and there's your answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, he's stopping short of actually doing anything that would actually stop Putin from continuing his attack. He's, he right. has no intention of doing that, because that would be... That would be the real crime against the Kremlin for Donald Trump to actually try to thwart or to to actually try to implement the sanctions that were passed by Congress or the sanctions that were passed by Barack Obama in response to the attack. You know, he's not doing any of that crap. All he's doing is so, talk and talk and talk. And we all know that is, again, his word is not worth anything, given how he lies and given how he's so mendacious with every even the smallest thing all the way up to the biggest things. Right. Yeah, I, I and I'll ask this question: uh, Which do you think it is at this point? We're looking for rationale as to why Trump behaved the way he did yesterday. Is it because a the Russians have something on him, something big? Yeah. Or is it because b uh, he's defending or trying to defend the legitimacy of his election, of his presidency? Uh, I've heard Republican explanations. Uh, that he's trying to defend the legitimacy of his presidency. And you know what ego means to Trump. Uh, 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 this seems like a plausible, either one of these or a combination of those yeah. seem plausible. And then, of course, the sub-question is, if he has something on Trump, is it financial, is it political, is it personal, or is it some combination of those? But uh, do you have any, which, what do you think? Does he have something on him, or is Trump just trying to protect his phony baloney job? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. I, I think there is a, a significant thread inside Donald Trump's addled, worm-ridden brain that wants his election to be considered legitimate. But I think his. it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I, his election, uh, specifically the, the 2016 election, he wants to be feel as if he was legitimately elected as president of the United States, despite right. what we all know, which is that he was helped by, uh, by Russia and that they uh, swung enough voter opinions in order to change votes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, though, that that is his legitimacy is inextricably connected to the crimes that he yes. committed throughout yes. the campaign and continuing it was on a trick his question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, you know, he, uh, he, part of him seeking legitimacy in that election is uh -huh. him exonerating himself, trying to wiggle out of this legal jeopardy that he's found himself in. So those two right. things are very similar. And I was, you know, in fact, asking myself a similar question, Buzz, which is what if this is just all about Donald Trump trying to retain some level of legitimacy with his, yes. his victory yes. and knowing yes. that history is almost certainly going to record his his victory in 2016 with a giant asterisk next to it, oh, much yeah. like uh, Lance Armstrong's uh, Tour de France oh. victories, et cetera. In yes. this case, the, the asterisk will be so large, you might not be able to see the entry. <laughs> right. And he knows that's going to happen. He knows that's going to be the case. And so what he's doing is he's in a mad scramble, and, and he feels as if in his uh, ability to market himself, it's making it difficult for him to to praise this aspect of his presidency. He can say all kinds of bullshit about the status of the economy and that it, it it's you know it's it's kind of you know it's kind of a political lie. It's a, a political white lie to say the economy is now better than ever even though we know statistically that that is untrue. But when it comes to he he simply can't lie like that when it comes to his cooperation with russia he can't right. say our relationship with russia is better or worse than ever because of me because of what i have done because this 
as he puts it, or as he put it to James Comey, because this cloud hangs over his head. But make no mistake that this is a cloud of his own making. Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump, which is exactly what he did yesterday in Helsinki. And, this is not going to help yeah. his brand. I mean, after no. this is all over with, how's he going to sell another necktie yeah. or another cheap bottle of wine? How's he going to do that uh, if if his name is Mud, and it yeah. will be with yeah. two Ds? Well, I mean, there's always the possibility in all of this. And this is why I'm one of the many reasons I'm so desperate to see all of this play out with with, you know, landing on the side of justice, which is that it's possible that if they get him on something like money laundering, they could end up seizing his assets. I mean, they could literally take Donald Trump's money and throw him in jail. I mean, that is actually a possibility. I don't know how remote or possible it is, but it is something that could be done. That's the nicest thing you've said all day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, bear those words in mind for asset forfeiture. That, that is and jail and jail and can jail. we have both please yeah please, I mean, can we i mean i don't know if he's you know sitting presidents don't, don't get tossed in jail while they i mean it's still a debate as to whether or not they can be indicted i know right that, right right but he's going to be out of there at some point then yeah. can we put him in jail then oh, can we yeah put him in the <laughs> oh, cell thank right you. yeah their cell thank right you. next to paul manafort that would be fantastic yes. the two of them yeah. can play the harmonica and rake, rake their tin and cups along the bars and that's the other sadly funny, ridiculous thing is that Trump did all this while his campaign manager is in jail. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so crazy about this and the denial yeah. with regard to what happened and how it happened is that we've got now 12 indicted GRU operatives. We've got 13 indicted Russian trolls from a Russian troll farm that's backed by the Russian GRU. We've got all these characters except for Paul Manafort who have pled guilty and decided to cooperate with Robert Mueller's investigation. I mean, God only knows at the very least, at the very most minor aspect of the entire uh, trove of what we're going to hear from from Robert Mueller in his report, we know that that Mike Flynn is cooperating with the special cat, telling mm-hmm. Mueller everything Mueller everything. needs to know. Everything. everything. Mike Flynn knows where all the bodies are buried. And the only other person, other than maybe Rick Gates, who's been indicted so far, who also knows where the bodies are buried, is Paul uh-huh. Manafort. And he's this close. Because I mean, now... He was just going to have to wait until his trial, if when the trial was going to start in July. Well, now he's got a stew in, in the Alexandria Detention Center until at least September now, because the trial was pushed back to start in September. So he's going to be in jail even longer, rotting away and thinking about, Jesus, you know what I ought to do? <laughs> I need to throw the boss under the bus in order to get my ass out of here. And I think- so was the was the July date moved to September because he had he already had a date in September. Yeah, he had two court oh, maybe, dates coming you know, up. Maybe the. However, you've 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 come across something here, which is uh, they are now asking for a delay yeah. in the July twenty fifth trial. That might be what uh, I'm thinking of, and 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 that's intriguing because it could be an indication that Manafort is regrouping to flip. Yeah. So watch that in particular. Uh, see what happens with his schedule. July twenty fifth. He's got another date, September fourteenth. Yeah. Uh, in Virginia, or do I have yeah, that? Yeah. No, I, I think you're. You know what? Yeah, I think you yeah. got it right. I was wrong yeah, about that. I think uh, DC. Uh huh. Yeah, DC, which is the yeah. Uh, 
And DC, well, and then, then Virginia, no, Eastern District of Virginia would be uh, September. But that's then, but but Virginia is the fast track court, so I'm thinking it oh, okay. it came first. Yeah, yeah. The, the Virginia charges were filed last, but uh, that trial comes first, uh, scheduled for July 25th. Now apparently being delayed. Uh, that's the fast track court. That's the court that moves things through quickly. That's why it, even though the charges were filed later, that case came up first. And the way that court moves, that case could be over by the time uh, Manafort comes up for trial in D.C. on September 14th. So that's the order of things. But the, the news here is that uh, there's now discussion of delaying that July 25th date and speculation. It's just speculation at this point, but really reasonable that uh, this delay is necessary for Manafort to make arrangements to flip. Keep your fingers crossed and keep your eye on that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the overall takeaway here is that the longer Manafort rots away in a jail cell in Alexandria, the more mm-hmm. likely he is to actually turn against Donald Trump. And I think if Do- if Paul Manafort right. mm-hmm. decides yes. to plead guilty and to cooperate with the special counsel, that at that point, that's when the shit really hits the fan. That's when yeah, Donald well, Trump goes yeah, indiscriminately yeah. bananas. <laughs> yeah, and to right. your point, what you're very right about here is, regardless of when the trials are, where they are, when they start, Manafort will be in jail well into September. And and so your point is well taken that yeah. he's only going to be able to stand a certain amount of that. Now that they've moved him to a jail he doesn't like, uh, as opposed to the one that where he had computers and phones and stuff. Uh, now that he's in a rougher facility, he may be in more of a hurry to get out of there than he was before. I just so with this with this request for the delay, yeah. I, uh, the more facts we discover here, the more apparent it is that he's at least considering flipping now. Yeah. Well, the key now, I think, is to watch for the the language that's being used by the Republicans to change and shift toward the big T word, which is, you know, we're all using it now. We're all saying treason. Uh-huh. But it's just a matter of time now before one by one, congressional Republicans begin to start using that word too. And right. it's going to be a slow process. I don't think there's ever going to be enough to impeach him with re- with just the Republicans controlling Congress. But as I said on the Fugle saying show on Monday, Buzz, um, there is so much to look forward to when it comes to the Democrats, at the very least, taking back the House. This is motivation to vote in November. Set your sight. Yeah, no. Set. Stop that. Set your sights higher than that. Let's take back the Senate. We're, we we got the House. We do. Okay. Especially if we turn. Especially if we turn out to vote. But and and it appears we will. Let's go after the Senate. Let's make the Senate our goal now. We only need a couple of votes, and it will make all the difference in the world. But if shit goes awry, and it's just uh-huh. the House of Representatives, just imagine the, the hearings, yeah. the open hearings that will oh, take yeah. place with Donald yeah. Trump Jr. being subpoenaed, with right. uh, Jared Kushner being subpoenaed, Ivanka Trump being subpoenaed, uh, Roger Stone being subpoenaed and questioned publicly for hours like Peter Strzok was the other day. That mm-hmm. is something to watch for, because even if they don't successfully remove him from office with a Senate con- conviction on impeachment charges at the very least the the impeachment process will cripple donald trump politically that will stop him in his track from being able to do anything because the american people and especially the ones who have been in denial or haven't been observing what's been going on with the russian attack will then be faced with it day to day 
with facts and evidence from Robert Mueller's investigation so, being presented every goddamn day. So American voters, unless you want this to go on and on and on, you know what to do. That's it. That is the that is one of the main things that will occur if the Democrats uh-huh. are able to uh, take back uh, Congress, right? Starting right. in uh, November. So that's you can look forward to that. You can yeah. get get your friends motivated to vote based on that alone. And then, of course, there's all the other policy things. But as far as the clear and present danger that is inside the White House right now, I was relieved to see Michael Beschloss last night referring to this as a crisis, <laughs> as a national emergency. Yes. Right. And uh, right. as far as that goes, we could stop it in November. We just have to vote. All right. Listen to Buzz Burbank at buzzburbank.com, also on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, and SoundCloud, also at realmnetwork.com. Thank you, Buzz. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show. Bye-bye. You bet. Here's what I want to know.